way to Bootsy Bellow with hella the hoes Try and think what I'ma tell them when they get alone I'm a glutton for women I shouldn't yearn for Shouldn't be tempted, but baby, I like to hurt Or maybe cause I was searching, I found me the perfect person But me and her didn't work out, she buried what you work for And I carry the bitterness of a cola nut Now, Jerry and shit, my parents never showed much Womanizer probably could have been a feminist Cause I respect them, but Lord, I got polygamy problems The hoodie come from Bonnie's, spending money is therapeutic The way that shit, they don't think that you care to buy So we buying Prada, Balenciaga like it is not a Ferrari, my favorite's God and tax problems. Pierre Moss, I dropped 10 on my last visit. And half that up in sacks, our favorite black businesses. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, yo, yo. Look, look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spent about two racks on handmade do rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. All right, we back with another episode. Finally, it's been probably about fucking two years, but it's Roundtable Podcast. Back with the usual suspect, as always, with a special guest this week. Uh, again, once again, I'm the host, Corey the Prince. Back. <laughs> shit like you never left. You know, I'm turn my shit down. You know, shit. You know, I kind of forgot how to do this thing. It's been so damn long. But again, I'm going to go with my homie's dog who I got in the building. For the first half, we're gonna have my dog, uh, base. Base, what up? Nah, base a biz, man. So maybe we'll go him later. But of course, I got man, Alaska, aka Dave Williams. What up, Dave? What's good? What's good, man? I'm just happy everybody doing good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody healthy, everybody family good. You already know. All right, all right. Also, of course, I got my dog, Alani, retired though. Alani, what up? I need a haircut. What's up, y'all? Ignorant. Okay, now he's back, man. I got my man, the businessman, the mayor of the east side. Base, what up? What's good, y'all? Happy to be back. All right, and this episode, man, we got a woman's perspective because we got Miss Lakeithia. Hey, what up? Hello, everyone. Thank you for the invite. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Man, so we just going to be getting into it. So it's been probably, like I said, about two years. So how has everybody been doing? You know what I'm saying? What's, what's been up with everybody? Don't speak at once, y'all. Life good last over here. <laughs> last, what you been up to, man? What's new for you, man? Working. Um, but you already know. I'm going to know if I told y'all, you know, I'm in Charlotte now, so. Relocation complete, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little move. Um, needed to, but it's good. I mean, like I say, it's the banking capital of the world outside of New York, so you know, it's good for what I do. Um, and it's it's been nice, man. I can't really complain. What about everybody else? Uh, let's see. Go base. What up? What you? What up with you, base? Congrats on the move, AK. I didn't know. I know you was out there a lot, though. I just didn't know why. <laughs> even I went to Charlotte like you out here I'm like you always out here you out here but no that's time you went was so crazy the one time I missed it I was like yo I was literally in the move process because I was telling Lonnie that I was moving he like it all happened around like you literally left I'm like dang this nigga base was just here mm. 
But you came in, you 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 spun back in 24 hours. I was like, oh, oh yeah. 30 hours for sure. You was in it now. You ain't even sleep. <laughs> Damn. All right, basically. But I've been I've been smooth, man. I've been chilling. Uh in the process of opening the, the cigar lounge. It's coming, coming soon. We coming. Like the Colorado boys, so look out for that. Um so uh that's what I've been on, man. Just focus on this business right now. I can't wait to open officially. Bet, bet, bet. Lonnie, what's been up with you, dog? Ah, uh, everything is good. Everything is is lovely around my parts. Daddy in, staying out the way. Um, trying to get this motherfucking house together. Nothing new over here. Same old, same old from 2019, 20. Is that the last time we did this? 2021. 21? Same old, same old, same old, man. The family good, the kids good. I'm all right. No complaints. Man, for me, man, it's How about you? How about you? I'm about to tell y'all shit. Like, for me, you know, it's been wild with you. Just, man, this health shit, but I'm a motherfucking, man. I'm finally starting to feel like, like something, like man, like from like you know, from the pandemic, you know, a lot of people don't know, but y'all know that you know, I had been diagnosed with something called muscular dystrophy, and with the pandemic fucked up like my immune system. So it's like I really couldn't be around a lot of people, so I was so scared of that. So it's like I damn near was in the house for like two years, and shit. The crazy part is the person that probably seen me the most out of everybody is Nikita because she come right, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just getting used to that, you know what I'm saying? Having to, you know, the walking shit, not being able to walk and shit like that. But it's like, man, I feel like I've literally been just trying for two, about three years, been trying to get my shit together. And now I finally feel like, fuck, like I can finally move again. You know what I'm saying? I got a little stress back. My fat ass trying to lose some weight now. So I'm just finally starting. That's why I was like, bro, I got to start doing something like the podcast back. So that's why I Hit all y'all up, like man, we gotta get this shit back together to do something. You know what I'm saying? So I feel a little bit better on that. But anyway, let's uh go on to some stuff. So around here, let's talk about what's been the the topic of our, you know, you know, it's the end of the summer, and you know, it ain't the end of summer without base barbecue, man. <laughs> I, I got some people that was there, you know, the 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 man behind it all, Bates, man. Well, part five, how was it, dog? This probably was actually my favorite one. Um, just with um, the way it, we led into it on the Friday night before with the vibe. Uh, the last two years I've been having a pre-smoke at, at, a, at a cigar lounge of my choice. So this year I happened to bring it in at my own. So that was special. Um, everybody had a good time at the, uh, at the actual barbecue. Had a lot of people who was first timers coming in from out of town. Uh we uh we got smart and got a projector, put the game outside. So we had a section with all sports heads, Lonnie's, Rays, the the the, the 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 true sports head all just they didn't move from that spot the whole night. They <laughs> just sat over there watching the game. We started with Michigan, then we started watching the Colorado game. Of course the Colorado game went late. So some people probably left as they're still going. I know I was watching overtime at the crib, knocked out. Um but just the overall, the food, uh, my family, we came together, cooked the food. Um, yeah, man, the vibes was amazing. It wasn't too much. It wasn't, it was just perfect. The vibes were just perfect. 
So I, I actually had a good time. So, uh, shit, who else was there? Let me hear what y'all got to say from your perspective. I would say a time was definitely had. You know, Lakeithia go Lakeithia. So, you know, I blocked that screen a couple of times. <laughs> got cussed out. It was good to see Muda. It was, I mean, it was a vibe. It was definitely good to see uh, people we didn't see often. Or And it's crazy because you don't see a lot of people and we all live in the same city. So, we definitely connect that our phone numbers that I probably should have probably been had. Um, I actually didn't know some people was living here. That was kind of crazy, but it was it was a good um crowd, good environment. I brought my girls out. They didn't go to Wilberforce, so they can be around some college educated people. Um, and just people that's moving and now and everybody moving in the same direction. Um, you didn't ask me how I was doing, but Alaska, oh. uh, Charlotte is a new place that I'm looking into. So let me know how that's working for you. And I'm off the better things. Well, look, you listen, it's, uh, it's like Louis Lavender. What did you say? What you say? Did you get approval to move, Lakeithia? <laughs> sure, shit. Hello? When we come up with this um, thing, I'm going to call your line, okay? I'm going to call your line. Lonnie, how was the barbecue for you, man? You're you a barbecue veteran. Oh, definitely, definitely a vibe. Um, I think the year before last was the one. I, I ain't seen one to top that one. I missed last year, but I think what was that? 2021. I think that was that. That was the one. That that, that was the one for sure. Uh, this one was more so back, like Bay said, on some chill. wasn't too many people. wasn't a lot of people. It was just enough to be able to move around. I heard last year that I missed. It was a bunch of people, so you couldn't really move. You was nut to butt. Pause. Yeah. It was too last many year was people. homecoming for sure. Yeah, for sure. But that's um, which is crazy because a lot of people that, that go, they say it's better than Dawn Dance. You feel me? So it's just be pretty good just to see everybody and just get to mingle. Like like Lakeithia said, with people that we don't see that we live in the same city and state, but we still don't get to see. I see the same people, you know, that I hang with my inner circle outside of that. It was good to see folks. Um, food was good. Music was on point. Um, I, I had a ball. Like they say, I stayed in the corner the whole damn time. Outside of just, you know, speaking to people that was coming in and out. But it was definitely a vibe. I was hiding a motherfucker. So I was really just chilling in my own little world. For real, for real, man. It, it was it was definitely a ball. It really came and went. I couldn't wait for it to come. And then it, I looked up and it was gone. It was Sunday again. But it was definitely a ball, for sure. I got a quote from the barbecue. Somebody said, it's the best night they ever had. I got a quote. Oh. Somebody told me that literally. Chick that was there, so. Basically you doing something right, dog. And they got that. some, they 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 got some cutty at that night. <laughs> <Cutty>. <laughs> Man, that liquor, lick that liquor was licking. All right, all right, Lakey, I got a question for you. What's the what's the barbecue etiquette for? Let's say a, a dude there who ain't seen you in a while trying to shoot the shot. What's what's the proper barbecue etiquette? How a dude supposed to come at you? At the I barbecue? think you asking <laughs> y'all already know how I'm coming. So. <laughs> I think it's no, no, no proper etiquette. I mean, if we grown, we grown. We can speak, introduce yourself. If I don't know you, but I don't know. You just if you coming with that the right type of energy, any female gonna gravitate towards you. But if you coming with that, hey, yo, baby, like we big thirty around here, so you ain't coming at me with the same call you was calling when we was in high school. So just be respectful. Like it's nothing wrong with you introducing yourself. It's nothing wrong with a hey. You know, we nod our heads around here, so. Yeah. I, I I'm a little too uh masculine to really answer this question because I'm okay with a nigga like what up like because I'm be like uh, what up like I don't know 
But I don't know, just being, just come with your, with some confidence. Honestly, you can't come to a girl like, hey, how you doing? Nine times 10, we all outside drinking. So you come to week, she's about to clone you. And she in front of her girl. So right, come so, with that suave. So definitely was a vibe. Definitely was a vibe. Like I said, it sounded like, like I said, James do a whole weekend. I don't even know how James still can do a whole weekend and party like this. Like, bro, you different, dog. <laughs> I'm still recovering now. I got people who, who mad at me. I ain't come and cut their grass, man, because I'm still trying to recover. All right, bet, bet. All right. So before we get into some current events, what's going on in this crazy ass world? Guess what, y'all? We got our, we got a sponsor for this episode, right? Y'all ready for it? Ready for the sponsor? I hope it's what I think it is. You damn right it is, man. Some sponsor by the Blue Boat Cigar Club. As we grow older, we tired of going to the yeah. Are you looking for just a smooth and chill vibe? Man, come to the Blue Bloat Cigar located on East English Village at 16911 East Warren, Detroit, Michigan. Actually, on October 7th, we got Where's the Smoke? Where there's smoke, there's heat. Come out and vibe out with us. And as a as the mixed cigar culture and the sneaker culture brought to you by Blue Boat Cigar Club. Soul Food Detroit and Audio Wave Network. James, can you tell them a little bit about what's that going to be like on October 7th and where they can get tickets at? So we got uh, our first uh, uh, event of a series of a sneaker pop-up where there's smoke, there's heat. So we'll be having a sneaker pop-up. Come bring your heat if you got it. Come wear it. I think I might even have a shoe cam. I'll keep y'all up to date with that. Um, but basically just um, uh, guys in the sneaker community coming up there and bringing their kicks up there uh, for show and to buy. That's dope. That's dope, man. Where can you get those tickets at, James? Uh, you say what? I'm sorry. I was helping the, the pedestrian. Um, so, yeah, so you can get tickets on Eventbrite, $20. Come in, support, um, $20. You can see some cool kicks, and you'll receive a free cigar when you walk in the door. Dope, dope, dope. All right, so let's get into some current events, man. First, let's talk about some bullshit, and then we, you know, get some good stuff. We're going in and out of it. Man, relationships. They ain't shit. Relationships ain't shit no more. You got Papoose and Remy while break up after this nigga held her down eight years. <laughs> He held her, Papoose had held her down for eight years. Go to jail. Turns out, like, she just, I don't know if she just don't want to be in a relationship, but she fuck with a young nigga in battle rap, easy to block Captain. Also, you got Jeezy and Jeannie Mae, which I always thought was kind of a weird couple. Look like Jeezy just yeah. filed for divorce. And from the, what I've been looking at and say, like, she just don't want to be married. Like, he said, fuck it. <laughs> so... <laughs> what y'all got? What's your, uh, and this is going to be good because I know we got, from, from a guy's standpoint, we probably got three different <laughs> opinions on marriages and stuff like that. So uh, let's start it off with Alaska, man. What you thinking, dog? Shit fucked up out here right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't even want to. It's like, like Jeezy and Jeannie Ma, that shit was just like, I feel like it was a failed experiment. Um, from what I, what I know about the comments that she made about black men in general, she said we was a side dish. So if we a side dish, like why would you, you know what I'm saying, get married to a man that's black? And then be in a position where you 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 got all these extra factors that come with you. 
I think one of the things that really blew it was I think that she thought her career was going to have like that Kim K Kanye takeoff because she had aligned herself with somebody that was, you know, um, so heavily loved and rap. But like that shit didn't work out because she's still who she is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that shit is kind of wild. And then even getting married, like I heard, this is just stuff I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I heard she like moved her mom and her brother in. And it's like, my nigga, like, no, no, no bullshit. Being in a relationship is is it's hard enough when it's just y'all and maybe y'all kid, but like you bringing in your mom and your brother and they live in there every day and they kind of in our business. I could see like uh, how that could that could wear, you know, that could wear a nigga down. You know, at the end of the day, he he is like three, four people versus him, you know what I mean? Um, in a lot of situations. But the other thing is that I found out was, I mean, you know, the view over, she ain't got no fucking job. So she probably got extra clingy, you know what I mean? When, when you come home, like, nigga, I rap for a living and I go on tour. Like, <laughs> if you come with me, you got the baby. Like, it just, it did. I don't feel like they, they lives lined up. So that, that, that's, that's on that. Um, yo, Papoose, it's all love, baby. I ain't never listen. I done seen bitches hold niggas down. I ain't never seen a nigga hold a bitch down for for, for a bed. I ain't gonna lie. He the first nigga I know. <laughs> Let alone. She gonna cheat on the nigga with the help, like the help at that. It didn't even she cheated with a she didn't cheat up. She just cheated with a nigga that was around. Like I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good sure he got his nut off in them eight years though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think everybody, I think when you're in those relationships like that, I think it's expected. I can, yeah, yeah, it's kind of what it's expected to me, and I just think that it's just that she cheated with a nigga that's in public. Like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I think that's what fucks up with Papoose and shit like that. And it's just like, damn, you could have gave the nigga a little grace. And like, she cheated with a nigga that ain't even really fly. Then, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the other killer part about that Papoose shit. But Lonnie, what's your perspective on this shit, dog? You, you the re- relationship pers- uh, specialist, man. What's Not specialist, but you know. Wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh... That papoose, uh, I I kind of seen the papoose little situation coming because I had been hearing that she was uh messing around with dog in the battle rap. They had been seen together for a minute. Um, we all know nothing lasts forever, man. At the end of the day, um, I, they they actually went as longer than I thought. You feel me? Especially with with her being locked up, I thought papoose was gonna leave. Like like they said, uh, AK said, papoose definitely held her down, and I've never seen that in my life. Like that was a major, major uh, a bonus for him, for us, because I really thought he was going to get the fuck on. But I mean, at the end of the day, we expect that they are celebrities at the end of the day. I can't tell you really no successful relationships. Even Will Smith and Jada going through shit. They've been together for 20 years. So it's suspected. As far as that Jenny and that Jeezy, leave that nigga right where he at. He should have got him a queen in the first place. She was weird. I heard a lot of it was family values. They got different family values and shit like that. And I keep seeing that popped up, which is expected. You got to know who you're marrying at the end of the day. You feel me? And I just wish my dog would have would have did his trial run before knocking her up because now you with her for the rest of your life. I don't Mm -hmm. think people realize like bringing a kid in here, you stuck with this person for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? You can't push that motherfucker back in that bus. You 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 done like at the end of the day. So. It sucks because nobody wants to break up, especially after having a kid with a person. But I seen it. You feel me? She was weird. Jeezy ain't been the same trap or die nigga since we known him. He been on some weird shit too. So, I mean, 
But you know what though? Actually, his last album, he started talking yeah. that shit again a little bit. His last little I think, thing I think he out. I think he wanted I think he started doing that really because he he seen his crowd disappearing. You feel me? He's starting to come to Detroit more. You feel me? For a minute, Jeezy wasn't messing with Detroit like that for real. He really wasn't messing with hip hop for real. I yeah. think he started to see his crowd fade and his image fade. You got a Chinese bitch, Asian, whatever she is. Your music ain't the same no more. You know, you ain't a rapper, really. You a businessman, which was a plus for him. You know what I'm saying? But I think his image starting to took a little hit for whatever reasons. I still like them, but I think he wanted to more so get back into that that old school Jeezy that we all came to love and, 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 and came accustomed to. I think he just made a mistake. You feel me? We all been there. Yeah. Their relationship. Hopefully they could co-parent because at the end of the day, it's a kid involved now, regardless of whatever happened with the relationship. So hopefully they can co-parent to the best of their abilities and get those family views together. Because even if they broken up, still got to implement them family views from her side to his side. He's a trap hood nigga and grown man, African-American. She's an Asian. So it's still going to be family issues, values that's there. Hopefully they can just co-parent and get their shit together. As far as Papoose and Remy, I don't know if I could take that bitch back after after being with her for eight years, holding her down for eight years, and then you come out and and get with a nigga that I'm cool with. Because I heard he is cool with Papoose as well. They all been in the same circle, you feel me? So, you know, I don't know if I can uh, respect Mrs. Lean back. <laughs> I can't take her back after that. <laughs> she got a fall back. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you on that. And, and that's all about respect to me, too. It's like, if you're going to cheat, all right, don't let it get, don't let this, you know what I'm saying, get back home and make, I, let me out here looking crazy at the, the way I held you down. It's almost reversed. Now, Key, let's hear from a woman's perspective. What you think? Oh, that's a sticky situation. Um, One, being married, Um, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, you in a different, you in a different war. Like, America's a different type of a battle. It's easy to be like, we girlfriend and boyfriend, when y'all mad, y'all can walk away. It's different when you actually married and she get rocky. Like, you get rocky, it's you and him in that fight. It's you and him in that ring. Everybody can't be in your business. Everybody can't see it. So even, like, being a celebrity, I think that they allow, it's too many people in that ear. It's too much It's too much happening around them, and they're trying to keep up this image. I honestly think that Papoose and Remy marriage been, been done. We just now honestly seeing what's going on, because it's a couple of... um underground rappers that was spitting back and forth with dog and they was really like going in on like how you fucking a nigga who put you who, how you fucking a nigga bitch who put you on so Remy she moving wild wild as fuck I don't ever want to do a bit but I want I would definitely value a nigga that's gonna hold me down while I'm doing one and I think she was mad disrespectful on that one that whole Jeezy shit like short shit said that shouldn't never happened you gotta when you go into these different cultures and you dealing with uh, different backgrounds. A lot of people don't care for African Americans. So now you done brought this African American what they consider as a thug. Like her mom and daddy was never fucking with dogs. So how did you think that it was gonna be a successful marriage? Because at the end of the day, we can all say, "Oh, you don't give a fuck what somebody got to say." But when it's in your home, that's a different speed. Like you definitely gonna give a fuck because that's your family. And again, when it comes to family values, I value what my people say. Like I, I'm definitely gonna. I'm going to listen to it and maybe take it with a grain of salt, depending on who it is, but that shit going to get to you in the, in the long run. So I just think, yeah, Jeezy definitely should have did his homework, but hey, they all made their beds. They got to definitely lay in it. Um, 
you asked about relationship. I don't think that relationships is dead. I think that people mindset and mentality, we all in survival mode right now. So it's kind of hard to go into that mindset of like, I want to be connected with this person. And we already just figuring out who the fuck we are. Honestly, like we are here with degrees and we waking up and, and opening up businesses. Like we're not even working in our fields. You get them like we're adventuring. Our, we exploring ourselves as well as exploring the world around us. So it's kind of hard to be focused on a relationship right now because we definitely like we in grind mode. Everybody in grind mode. And even if you is, you got to respect that person. And if that person not respecting you, that's a different type of story. And I honestly think both of their marriages fail because of the lack of communication. So that's my view. I, I I think I think actually it's growth. I think that the thing about what marriage is like sometimes what happens or at least to me, maybe it's like you grow to be different people. Like to me, like Jeezy got a different mindset probably than what he had, you know what I'm saying, Matt, in the beginning. I'm sure she's probably, you know, different. And I really think that with Papa and Remy, like I think Remy been locked up. She like, nigga, I want to be out in these streets. I want to kick it. This nigga Papa was like, fuck, he like, I want a fam. You know what I'm saying? I want to kick it by my business. So I think things change. But you know, it's it's I'm looking at this crazy stuff and I'm just like, damn, like looking at stuff, you know, see these cases with child support and stuff like that. And it's like it, it just don't have a good taste of marriage. You just like, man, it's like <laughs> like it, you know, it, it just don't have a good taste at all for you. So I don't it's know. definitely different with the celebrity world too. You see, I uh I it's uh yeah, but it's a little different. I think it's a lot different when it comes to celebrities and shit. Like if you take uh, Shumpert and uh, Tiana Taylor, she said they've been divorced and seen and separated for a minute, but shit, they haven't shared it with nobody. You see Anthony Anderson, him and his wife been together for 16 years. They getting divorced. I think it's a little, I think it's a little harder to maintain that relationship when you in the public eye, you feel me? And, and everybody like we doing our thing. You feel me? It's hard for us. Just imagine when you got that camera in your face 24-7. It's harder to be able to move around and and do things. Like Lakeithia said, it's different when you're in a relationship versus being married. You got to put 110 in when you're married. A motherfucker that's just dating somebody or in a relationship and just say, you know what? Yo mama on some bullshit. I'm not fucking with you. I'm gone. And it's just that simple. You can just be the fuck on. I think with that marriage shit, you really got to worry about, you got to take into consideration all Dot. You got to cross your T's. You got to dot your T's and cross your eyes with every goddamn aspect of what you going into when you looking to be married. And it's just different. I think it's a little different with that celebrity shit, too. It's, it's mm-hmm. a little harder versus us normal folks. I think actually for normal folks that get married, I think it's actually harder because a lot of the times, you know, they can't afford to get divorced and shit like that. You know, they got these houses and mortgages and shit together, and they like shit. You know what I'm saying? They you like, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, keep it a mean with you. So I think actually a lot of the time, some of the times, like, they won't even, you know, they'll just keep it going, like, you know, fuck it, you know, we was gonna stay together but shit the whole time. They damn near living two different, <laughs> two whole different lifestyles and shit like that. And you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's unfortunate, but it's just not really a good look or you don't really see too many extensives. Like, of course, nobody wants to live alone. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be alone for the rest of their life, you know, but it's just like, you don't really see this huge incentive of just being married. It's just like, fuck. It's a lot of great, oh but that's a lot though, because there's a lot of great benefits with being married. Like, one, you not paying these bills by yourself. Two, okay. your load ain't just your load. Yeah, your load ain't just your load. Like, <laughs> You got your person. I think that people, 
go into this mindset of, oh, my marriage is going to be perfect and social media don't make it no better. Like, you, you can't go in your mind, you can't go into a marriage thinking shit going to be perfect because nobody's perfect in your marriage but God. So as long as you keeping God first in your marriage, anything and everything that you willing to battle for, it's going to definitely work out for you in the good. But a lot of us are selfish and we only thinking about self and our self feelings. So if I'm allowing my feelings to, to steer my motherfucking car every time, I'm going to keep losing because you never, you didn't pray on it. You didn't fast on it. You didn't ask God to correct it. You just moving on emotions. You're like, oh, she cheated. So I'm going to go cheat too. You can't fight fire with fire. And I think that's where a lot of us you lose, our, lose sight of our marriages. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I do have a failed marriage and I openly admit that. My failed marriage, I wasn't fighting no more. Like when you know you're no longer fighting, you're done. That's and I'm okay with I'm okay with telling the whole world I'm not fighting no more. When I'm mentally drained and I feel like I broke I'm at my breaking point and I'm still trying to fight with you. If I'm giving you 100 and you giving me 10, it was it was never gonna work. It was all it was failed from the day one. But if we go in that mindset, like listen, I'm willing to give you this honey. And you gonna willing to give me this hundred, or even if I ain't got a hundred to give and I got eighty, can you can you bring me to twenty? And if we meeting each other in the middle and we accepting that, then it'll be a different type of viewpoint on marriage. But as of right now, we a lot of us are like we in self mode. I keep we in grind mode. I keep saying it. I don't know how to say it no other way. And a lot of these marriages, we we reach this ten year point. A ten year is a breaking point. They tell you that in premarital counseling. They tell you that in, in marriage counseling, and they tell you that even doing divorce uh, mediations, like. When you hit them 10 years, it's something different. Like, you can ask anybody been married over 10 years. That 10-year point, I don't know what it is, but it feel like you're going through Hurricane Katrina and you're really trying to figure out, why did I get into this? But if you always keep your why, you're going to always stay solid with that person because y'all can go through hell and we can make it out on the other side every time. True. The problem with their situation is too, like, I mean, like, like I said earlier, compatibility, man. Like, I think... um. They come from two different walks of life and they ain't really no problem as much as is understanding that that other person is different than you. I think people be wanting everybody to be like, think just like them, do exactly what they want them to do. And in real life, like they may operate differently. One thing that I do notice, right. And I, and I have somebody that said that about Jenny Ma, you know, she's more social media oriented. Like we're taking like selfies and like these pictures and, and, and I know y'all, y'all all done been with somebody who be like super, always want to take pictures with you, always want to post pictures online and all this and all that. Jeezy just a little, little more low key. Like, you know, most of his pictures is like, you know, maybe him making a move, doing a concert, something like that. And I heard that that was something else that was a part of their relationship that just wasn't, it, it, it didn't feel balanced. And I know how I feel to be forced to kind of like, you know, make this this idea of perfect relationship on social media, you know what I'm saying? If we're taking pictures and posting all the time, it's like, oh, they so happy. Nine, nine times out of ten, you don't know what's going on when the, when the uh, camera turn off. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like, I feel like it, 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 whatever is supposed to happen, gonna happen, they're gonna be good. But I heard she could test the marriage, I mean, the divorce. She said she ain't going. <laughs> she she said she want to try again. But I, I, don't, I don't really know if that shit gonna work out because I, don't, I, I just think that he probably passed his breaking point. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we're gonna we gonna see. All right, next one. Let's move on, man. Let's go to let's go to Colorado, man. Prime, Coach Prime, you know, Deion Sanders, um, new head coach for new head coach of uh Colorado Buffs. Like I said, y'all was talking about watching the football game at the barbecue, and it's interesting because if you don't know his story, he moved on from Jackson State where he was head coach at HBCU, us four being grass from HBCUs as well. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, in our culture 
some people were upset at him for leaving the HBCU and they gave him a lot of flack saying, you know, how you going to do this? You know, he, he left mine dry and, you know, he came out, he told his side of the story, how he felt and stuff. But now he, he back on top. He three and oh, you know, he was ruled out of games where they didn't. So this, uh, what's your comments and uh, what's your thoughts on the, the Colorado bus right now? Cause it's more than football, if you ask me. It's a it's a whole movie. Yeah, I was about to say it's a little big. It's a little bit bigger than uh football with with Dion. I think it's really him proving to the world that he could be just as good as the white coaches. You know, no racism here, but just being able to get that that nod that he is a good coach because he is a good coach. Um, one of the greatest football, one of the greatest athletes, not just football. One of the greatest athletes of all times. He actually, him and Charles Woodson is my favorite athletes of all time. Um, so I think he just wants that notoriety that, hey, I could do this too. The African-American uh, coaches could do this as well. And and not only am I going to do it, I'm going to show the world my kids is just as great as I can be or was as well. Um, his, his son, who a lot of people doubted him, um, coming into Colorado, uh, been been getting work from Tom Brady. And he's been, he been, he been shooting up the, the scoreboard on niggas too. He, he, Top five quarterback in the in the, as far as the the draft is coming up. They talking about he's can be a lottery pick. Number three, um, Silo. He got his moments, but he's just as good. You feel me? So I just think it's more so like uh, okay, I want to show the world this. I don't think it was about money, even though money played a big part of it. Of course, he took that check, but uh, I was one of the ones that was upset when he left um, the HBCU. Um, but then when I heard the financial end of it and them not wanting to pay him, I understood why. Um, I was also like, why Colorado? And then I heard that bad. So I'm like, hey, by all means, at the end of the day, you always want to be able to elevate. And I think that's what he did. He put himself in a position to be become a better dad, a better coach, a better man, and as well as get his legacy out there. He, he showed what he could do on the football field. Now he want to do, you know, prove what he could do on the sidelines. I love it. Um, I'm also rooting for him. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the biggest Colorado fan because I've probably never watched fucking Colorado a day of my life before he got there. But now that he is there, it's more, it's more so I'm rooting for Dion versus Colorado. I yeah. fuck with Travis Hunter. I fuck with the, you know, the Sander boys. But it's really Dion. I want him to be able to be in the same boat as Nick Saban. I want him to be in the same boat as all the rest of the, the, the white coaches that get the notoriety year in and year out. I think if he can at least win eight games, it's a plus. He already succeeded what he did last year. They only won one fucking game. So they, they 2 and 0 right now, 3 and 0. 3 and 0. He Vegas. already surpassed what they did. So I, I'm proud of him. Um, only, thing I, I, only thing I think that to me, the only issue is, is the excessive celebrities that's coming in and joining the bandwagon and want to be seen in the locker room and stuff like that. I don't want it to be so much about them and about that, that the team lose focus. You feel me? You already got the, your son, <laughs> Rose Royce, Rowley. You know, you got to stay focused. It's still about football at the end of the day. Uh, so I, I, I really just want them to keep focused and just keep on winning, to be honest. They got a tough game this weekend. I honestly got them losing. But if they win, that's going to be big for Dion for sure. 
and then versus USC next week, the week after this is gonna be so crazy. If they win. The two losses I got for sure for them. And then Utah, Utah, I think they play Utah or Utah State. That's gonna be a close game too. But like I said, they already surpassed what they did last year. So they can lose the rest of the games. They still did better than what the fuck they was doing before Dion got there. So it really ain't gonna matter. You feel me? I just I want him to be able to rub it in the white man's face and be like, I told you, motherfucker. So at the end of the day, that's all that matters to me. Because they be hoeing them. Every week they trying them. Got your coaches saying little bullshit. Now he got the shades. He's selling the shades. And now they got a problem with that. Like, it's always a problem when the black man is successful and take it to new heights. But the white man can do whatever the fuck they want and it, and, and it won't be spoken of, man. So I want Deion to win as many games as he want. Get his kids paid as much. Get them boys to the NFL and be like, kiss my ass. I'm out. I'm going to go back to HBCU because I can do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just rooting for him as an individual because she, he's great. Feel me? Hey, Kay, what you think, dog? Um, church, you already know, man, with sports and just playing sports and being around them type of situations. Deion Sanders, to me, and, and in my heart, you know, I, I cheer for the Dallas Cowboys, so shout out to my boy. Like he the best athlete I ever seen. Like, and it ain't even from like, and even from a physicality standpoint. It's from a, I said what the fuck I was gonna do, and then I did it. And that's that's the thing about him. Like, any player, anybody that ever played sports, any that even thought about playing sports would play for a coach like that and run through a wall. I think that's what they don't really understand. Like. I mean, let's let's talk about it. Before NIL deals, before, you know, all this and all that, they was exploiting the fuck out of black athletes. You know, Chris Webber, you know, in his own right. Y'all from Michigan, so y'all know what it is. That boy said they selling my jersey for 75 fucking dollars, but I can't even afford a hot dog. Like, how did that work? You know what I'm saying? Like, all the coaches been white. There ain't been one black head coach that ever won a national championship. That don't even make sense. Like, we're in 2023. No disrespect to, you know, all the time, but realistically, there's never been one black head coach to ever win a national championship at the Division One top level. How about, how about this, too? He's also the first coach to go from an HBCU to a Power Five school. That's a fact. But you got to understand the same problem we have in the NFL we got in college. It might be worse because they putting us in position not to succeed. You know, he's like, like he is the culture. Like that's why I support him. Not because I'm a Colorado fan. I know who I cheer for every week, but he, the culture, that's why you see so many people on their sidelines. That's why you see everybody pulling up for him. He don't got to ask niggas to come. They want to be there. The same thing with these kids. Like the scary thing about it is he did this on accident. He brought his luggage with him. Wait till them recruits come in. It's finna get real scary out here for a lot of people, including Nick Saban and all them boys that been good old boys and getting them trophies and this and that, you know? It's about to get scary because he ain't even got to ask the top recruit. He had a top recruit last week at, at Colorado. He ain't called him. They want to come. Yeah. They want to be there. Like, I'm telling you, the culture, like, I can't do nothing but applaud them for the situations. The coaches, yeah, everybody going to hate. It don't matter where you go, right? The, the higher you get, the more they hate. But I think that he just, he been in the light so long, he don't even care about that shit. He's really trying to win. And I could tell that he genuinely, because he don't need no money. Like, Deion made a lot of, he done made, made baseball money 
football money. He done made money as a commentator. He can go sit on TV and, and talk all week, right? But Dion, he really care about the kids. Like, I could tell that he care about black kids succeeding. It's deeper than that. Like, after I heard about, you see the Jimmy Horn shit? Yeah. Like, where he, they said what he said to him. Like, he was having a, he literally, like, on some, like, you know what I'm saying? You know the AU coaches back in the day. Like, your pop's locked up right now. But he know you a dog. He in there with them telling them, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you that nigga. And then he cooked after that. Yeah. Like, sometimes it just take somebody understanding where you come from to be able to put you in position. It's hard for some of these white coaches to relate to some of the players that's coming from these different areas. But Dion really, he from that. He liked that. Yeah. You know? And you already see, he liked that. See, I think, see, for me, I think the one thing when the misconception was like he, like, I truly believe when he was at Jackson State, I felt like he plateaued. I feel like there was, he wanted to grow. I think if Jackson State would have allowed him to grow, like he wanted to do, which is going to the, you know, FBS portion of the Division One and go to another conference. But unfortunately, they weren't ready because it was bigger. So I think he, I don't feel like he left Jackson. I just feel like he outgrew Jackson State. And I feel like he was like, you know, some of the things he wanted to do again, they had to make the best decision for the school. Because that money was funny. Yeah. Yeah. A little little bit. And I know exactly. And that's something that us going in, me and going to HBC, we see the same thing. It's like, you know, damn, why we got to wait so long for our refund checks and and stuff like that. And that's what he endured. And I think him going to Colorado, it was just like he was just showing the blueprint. It was like, let me show you what I can do. If you give me the attributes and give me, you know, you know, the time and, you know, and stuff like that. Like he, this is the part I want to ask you, because not necessarily a football question. Do you feel like that they out there imp- trying to impersonate like a, a HBC out there in Colorado? And if they is, do you have a problem with that or what? Or it's cool. No, I, I mean, we the blueprint. Who's not going to try to impersonate African-American culture? Like that just comes with the territory. Um, no, I don't have an issue with it. I don't think that they're trying to impersonate it. I think that every PWI should have some type of hot sauce added to their swag because I graduated my master's from PWI, and I can definitely say it was a culture shock for me to be around so many white people and not like I'm. I'm not never uncomfortable in a room because I think I can control the whole room, but it's an uncomfortable feeling to be wrapped around people that don't look like you and they're going after the same goals that you have. It's a different type of feeling coming from an HBCU, and it's like. I can see y'all in the hallway. Y'all look just like me. What you doing? Like, I'm broke with you, but I'm about to get this paper done, and we about to go to B-Dubs on tour. Like, that's a different type of culture. Um, but you do, you see everybody, everybody's trying to imitate what we do, especially as black women. They trying to get their hair braided. They trying to lock their hair. They want to sing our music. They want to do everything that we're doing until it's time to be us. You get what I'm saying? So I applaud him from even going from HBCU to a PWI. Um I don't watch that. I don't watch that team. Not at all. Haven't haven't watched it in a minute. Craziest thing is I actually just watched the documentary of Deion Sanders because I was at my brother's house and that's what he was doing. Um, but I think that's a great accomplishment for him. I think he's definitely setting the tone uh, for the future and college football and everything that's to come. I don't. I don't know. I don't really have a feeling about. <laughs> I don't really have a feeling about it. I just think he's doing a damn thing. I've been hearing about it just on the shade room. Me and you just had a conversation, but. As far as personal, no, I think it's, I just think it's amazing for black people to be able to go into a PWI and set the tone and people want to steal our shine or they want to imitate what it is that we do. And it's crazy because 
just what 2018 they were just telling us how HBCUs wasn't important. Shit, the Centez right now are trying to say but them Cookman shouldn't be in Florida. So we always gonna be a threat because we're the blueprint. And if you can't if you can't recreate the original, it's always gonna be a problem. But I definitely applaud that man. I'm really proud to see where he takes it and what's next. Now talk about fucking up a bag, man. Um, another story, Mel Tucker. Talk about I, I call it a story of not being too horny, nigga. Got control. I this is I really want to get a lot of perspective on this dog because let's see if you felt the same way. I felt like so Mel Tucker, if you all know, he was head coach of Michigan State. He brought in a woman um who was talking about um how to treat women. Um, she was supposed to be a rape survivor of allegedly she she had been raped and by some football players and she vibes. So she's supposed she allegedly goes and she talks for a living and gets paid to, you know, give out speeches on how, you know, she survived and different different things, coordinations, whatever the case may be. So Mel Tucker ends up having your relationships with this woman, right? Now, mind you, this is a woman who's already had brought up allegations. She's openly talked about how she hates college football and how these different things, right? So apparently his horny ass start, you know, they was messing around and shit like that. He has old school phone sex with the girl. Not on FaceTime. He just jacking his dick off on, on the phone talking to the chick. So now she's saying, now the wild part is that she's saying that it was a sexual, you know, a, a misconduct and stuff. So she's trying to sue him saying like she didn't want them. She didn't want him to do that. Which is wild because, like, why you couldn't, you know, why you couldn't just hang up the goddamn phone? Like, what the fuck? We on the phone, you couldn't hang up it. So that's the wild part. But the part about it in which everybody's like, that's fucked up. She going out. But I blame Mel Tucker because to me, it's like, you got to realize all pussy ain't good pussy. You know what I'm saying? If you got a woman that's already out who's alleged all this different stuff and, you know, who's had this different type of history, not saying it happened with like that. That's the one you gotta be like, hey, you gotta be like, hey, I'm I'm cool on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I said some niggas can't control their horny man, like you can't turn down because it's all put, like I said, all pussy ain't good pussy, but it, it's a while, and now he losing ninety two million dollars, man. He had a whole check, ninety two. They gonna fire him. He does not get a cent of that, and actually they gonna ask for his bonus back, so he gonna actually owe the University of Michigan State. And this is after they, you know, had the Larry Nasser and all that stuff. So talk about fumbling the bag for the horny. It's fucked up. Some expensive pussy. Man, what? <laughs> and she wasn't even that bad. <laughs> like, so I, like, I, I, I honestly think that they was messing around. Me, personally. I do, too. I I do they, too. I think they were messing around. I think Mel Tucker did it. Um, Absolutely. Did it as far as, you know, uh, was fucking with her. My thing is... If you have this woman, and not to say that she did or did not get raped and all that stuff, because I wasn't there, so I don't know. But if you have this woman, and I heard that wasn't the first one. I heard she actually is known for having allegations, making allegations. So if you have a woman like that, regardless whether it happened or not, she's been in that situation two or three times, you got to stay away from her. Um, I honestly think that she's seen an opportunity, a bigger name, um, shit, he's the head football coach of a PWI and she took full advantage and he was dumb enough to allow her to take full advantage. Um, I, I love the signing of Mel Tucker. 
of Mel Tucker um, for Michigan State football. I think he was going to be a decent coach, but you just got to be smarter in that instance. You feel me? Um, you live and you learn at the end of the day. But do I honestly think that he was making sexual advances and she just clearly didn't want to, like you said? Yeah, I don't it, it, wasn't in, it wasn't in the same room. You could have hung up. Yeah. Phone at any given point, you could have stopped texting, you could have blocked them. But I, believe I think they, they were yeah. having a relationship and it went left wherever it went left at, and she took full advantage of him. And, and he allowed it. You feel me? You can't be mad at a person that you let finesse you and you let her finesse you. You know what I'm saying? You, you are a, an important figure at that institution. You mean a lot to some of them players. My little dog, uh, Gates, you know, Antonio Gates Jr. go there. Shout out to little homie, cuz. Um, that's the reason why a lot of them players went there and stayed there. You feel me? And I think he just let, I think it's bigger than what he just did. I think he let down a lot of students. It's not probably not to be racist again, but a white dude is going to come in and replace them and it ain't going to be the same. You feel me? At state. So I think you let down a lot of more people. I think you hurt a lot more people outside of yourself. You feel me? You definitely fumbled the shit out of a bag. That was some very expensive coochie. I don't know if that was worth it from the looks of her. Um, but you just got to put yourself in a, in, a, in a situation. You can't educate kids and college students on doing the right thing, and then you do the wrong thing. You hmm. feel me? It just don't go hand in hand. And I think he just made the wrong decision, and that wrong that wrong decision cost him ninety million dollars plus. You feel me? And probably criminal charges if she can make that shit stick. You feel yeah. me? The woman, no disrespect to you, Lakeithia, but the woman is always gonna be a man's downfall in a lot of situations because they go into it with their nose open. You feel me? You can't. I I, I tell this to her. You cannot tell somebody to do something right and you constantly doing wrong. You knew it was wrong when you started fucking with her. You feel me? You you let the pink thing hang out and now it didn't cost you fucking 90 plus million dollars and I just think it's fucked up on his, you know, uh, like I say, I think it's bigger than just him. That's going to cause a lot. That It's going to fuck up that program a lot. You feel me? Michigan State is going to be fucked up for a minute behind this. Um, and it's just unfortunate at the end of the day, you know, but do I feel sorry for him? Absolutely not. You allowed her to finesse you. She finessed you. And she, hopefully he learned his lesson. You feel me? Hopefully he landed on his feet because that's the most important thing as well. It's recovering from this, learning your lesson and moving on. It's just going to be hard to when you got those type of allegations against you. I agree 100%. And, and to me, like when Lord willing not make it that way, I'm a... I, where is his homies at? Like, he ain't got nobody on the staff. Like, to me, what I like about Deion's situation is he got family and people all around him on that staff. Whereas, like, I was telling, me and James was talking about, I said, nigga, Deion had Brittany Renner, you know what I'm saying, at his goddamn Jackson State. And you think Brittany, and I'm not saying she did not, but I'm sure she probably threw a line up there at one point and he was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? And she way better than, you know what I'm saying, this chick. But I just think, like you said, man, like, it's fucked up, but nigga gotta control your horny. <laughs> Anybody else got something? I'll say we all fucking I don't I don't I can't see them charges kicking. I just in my brain, I just like working with the court system, I honestly cannot see them charges actually sticking. It's fucked up because his name just got fucked up behind baby girl and 
Um, I kind of like people. We 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 got motives every time. It it don't matter who you are, what what it is. We've not already looked you up. We looked at your bag. We didn't figure your background out. I'm just gonna put it out there a lot. We got motives, but you got to figure out if this female had good intentions or bad intentions, and then that's where you got to control your penis because he definitely could have hung up. She definitely could have hung up, and that's my question. Like, if you was feeling some type of uncomfortable. I didn't just hang the phone up. You could have just hit the red, hit hit the red real quick. I think that she went into the situation already with a mindset of how I'm about to trap this man. So it's fucked up for him, but it is what it is. From, what he, from what he said, the text message he had, she finally said that she brought up the allegations and accused him after he talked. Like she was supposed to speak at an engagement at Michigan State and get paid. She thought that he, after he had stopped fucking her, I guess they had chilled out for a minute. After he, uh, after he allegedly got to it or whatever, they started messing around. Uh, she felt that he was blocking her from her money, and when that happened, that's when uh, that's when she alleged all the shit. So, wow. She had a motive. She had intentions. I ain't gonna hold you. Out of all the places he could have done that shit, he did that shit at Michigan State, my nigga. Wow. And y'all know the history of them, okay? Like, he knew he was getting fired the day that they found out. Like, he knew that. He knew for a fact. Just because the shit they had going on with the gymnastics situation, they got no tolerance. You know that. Like, you know how, like, you get a job at a place and they just fired the last nigga for stealing? Like, you think they didn't upgrade their system? <laughs> like, you know that they upgraded their system. Like, if you gonna steal, don't steal from here because they actually waiting for you to do it. And even if you have, like, a 50-50 chance, they want nothing to do with bad publicity in that space because they had to clean up that whole situation. They had to pay out lawsuits. They had to pay out. They had to do a lot of explaining. They done did some charity, some volunteer work. My nigga, out of all the places you could have tried to do this goofy shit, you did it at Michigan State. The moment the chancellor heard the call, it was fired. Like, he didn't even care if he was right or wrong. Yeah. See, that's the that's problem it. with some of these situations. They Once they already done been through something like that, they write it in a book, like handbook. Like, listen, we know tolerance. Well, if it even smell or sound like it's going to be something wrong, we cut you out, right? He got cut out of $90 million. I'm going to tell you this, man. You know, I, I, I'm a money guy. <laughs> you know how many generations he could have fed with $90 million? This nigga beating his meat on the phone. Like, I, yeah, it's all <laughs> from here, man. He gave it up. I don't, I, I, I hate that it had to be somebody black because it's like, man. You got too comfortable. And I think that's the other thing. You know how, like, and I, and I explain it like this. It's, it, it's about to end it. It's like when you first get a job and you be looking forward to, like, getting the check. So you be, like, working, working, right? But then after you got the job for about a year, you be like, eh, I'm going to call off the day. You know, you just start slacking. And he just got caught slipping. You know what I mean? He probably should have looked up her background, had a better situation. But the thing that... I say, and you rightly keep the, and Lonnie, you right too. 
the wrong woman could put you in a fucked up situation, no matter what level you at. You know what I'm saying? So he he living, he learned. Hopefully he find a spot. He might be at the HBCU next. No disrespect to the HBCUs, you know what I mean? But give a brother a second chance. You know what I'm saying? I promise he probably won't make that mistake again, but he now he need another opportunity. That's fucked up out here. Yeah, he ain't gonna have another opportunity, unfortunately. But uh we're gonna get out. We got one more topic, man. We're gonna get out of here, man. It's Thursday night football. We're gonna watch that. Everybody got fantasy football implications. But Alaska, man, can you talk to us about the what's going on at our alma mater, the Woo, uh, with the technology and stuff like that, making it the new black MIT? Alaska, we can't hear you, B Dog. You talking to me? Yeah. I want you to go oh. over and tell us about what's going on with the, you know, about the womb. So I seen, it was an article on Forbes, right? That was just talking about how the university is trying to change from a liberal arts university to a university that it's kind of like the MIT of HBCUs. And I like that. Um, not even going to lie, like, it's a different way to look at it as far as from the stands goes, because most HBCUs, obviously, they're getting money from different places. Um, they're getting a lot of, you know, charity money, money from, like, celebrities that want to say they're doing something right for Black people and different things like that. But I feel like being an MIT of HBCUs almost is a genius idea because it's its own lane. And the thing that I, I do like especially when it comes down to like obviously white Ivy League schools and all that. MIT is like it's in a league of its own. You know, it's the place that people go when they want to get into that tech space. It's the place that, that people go when they want to like build and grow. And they know for a fact that's where I want to go because they the head. They got all the all the things that we need, the infrastructure, all that. So them focusing on tech and entrepreneurship, I, I think is is a green light because it's going to help them um hopefully get some donors, get some more money from some of these larger companies um, with them having the history that they have, as well as they've increased the faculty so that that way there's more and more people there to try to like help bring in this new wave of technology. So I like that. Um, I think that it's, it's a highlight to the new president because if that's the like viewpoint on it, then I like it because you could be like, I mean, you could say, yeah, listen, we just say HBCU, right? Like, or you can say, listen, we specialize in this. This is what we're the best at. You know what I mean? Or this is what we're um, aspiring to be the best at. You feel me? I feel like everybody got something that they do well. But if we just saying, oh, you're going to pick us or Howard, then it's going to be hard, right? But if you like, yo, the future is technology. And we might not have the biggest school, but we got one of the best tech labs we got you know microsoft donating this and such and such doing this and we focus on tech and entrepreneurship that's going to give us a lane to be able to get students from places we ain't never got before um also seeing that the goal is to double the student um body within the next two to five years and the way that they're doing that is that they're pushing to bring in more tech so they're getting grants and loans from different um different spaces to be able to increase the tech space which i like so things like um, robotics, you know, mechanical engineering. Um, and then I think one thing that I did see was um, instead of them teaching like a regular site class, 
they teach in a site class, but it's bringing a tech space in. So it's um looking into like genomes and different things like that. So like, I, I, I really do like the article because I think that, yeah, it's flat. It's just giving like ideas. But I think that if they focus on just tech and entrepreneurship, that shit going to create a space where we're going to probably boom, boom, uh, boom in that area because it's the future. You feel me? So that's what I seen in the article. That's what I read on it. Um, at this point, I'm willing to try anything. I think that's a great space to be in because there's a lot of grants, free money. You know, it's a lot of money in tech. So if we push in to have more black tech and we push in more people than we did, you got to remember from a doctor and lawyer standpoint, HBCU still produce the most doctors, black doctors, both black um, lawyers and in America are the world. Right. So why are we not producing the most black in tech? You know, we can have, you know, Afrotech is a big thing. You know, there's so many companies looking for tech and fintech and every space. So, you know, if we could, if we could specialize in that, that would be very nice. That's dope. That's dope, man. And y'all can see that article. I'll put the link in uh, the bio and stuff. And man, again, man, thank y'all so much, man. Against the first I heard, episode. I heard, I heard the Will, I heard Wilberforce is trying to do a cybersecurity class, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that true? Yep. Right. Yeah, every anything that has to do with um, like security, cybersecurity, cybersecurity coding, um, robotics, um, and then the other thing that I seen well, a little bit of was um, was it fintech? So you know, like in my space, like financials is great, but like fintech, like the AI space, like let's say you you know right now people are using Chat GPT for anything, right? So like they right. working in a space where they're trying to create a program around us being able to do the coding for the AI. If you get that, you get a job anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Because that shit is definitely the future. Coding is and, and, and it pay well too. Absolutely. I think it's gonna be a good, I think it's gonna be, I think Wilberforce gotta get, get ready. Cause I don't think our campus is about to be big enough for what they about to bring, honestly, for the students. And it's I, working. I, I I think it will because once you open up those avenues and those doors for those new programs to come in, that's just gonna bring more students, which is gonna bring more money. And that they'll be able to spend yeah. is considering back opening and then up. You gotta get the building because just like working, like I'm the secretary for, sure. for Detroit chapter alumni board, but just like going out to the uh gotta give my same shameless plug, just going out to the fairs, um, a lot of the students, that's like one of the things that they like, they into, they into computer programming, they into coding, they asking about video games and like developing apps. We ain't had at the sale, so I'm real geeked to see to be Saturday at the uh, U of D Mercy. I'm about to be like, hey, y'all, did y'all see our new article? Like, I'm probably about to print that out in color because I think that's going to be a good to, they, I think they need to start opening back up the married folks home for more students. Yeah. Get that back into it where you can get more students involved. And even um, where y'all used to stay at Alaska. Uh, oh, yeah, Tim K. Hey, listen. Hey, I don't see the Tim K. just know it was love back there. They they closed it. Uh, they uh, tore them down. Yeah, they got they, they, they got a new dorm they building now too. Yeah, they yeah, got I heard that. That's out there. They trying to they trying to raise enough money, though, right? What's up? They trying to raise enough money to build it, right? I, I, I think they got the because we just had an invitation to uh go on a virtual meeting to watch them break the ground. So. Oh, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. I love that getting a new dorm, um, increasing the capacity of the campus because ain't no way for you to, I mean, if you're going to double the student body, you got to have a place for them to live. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
and they got to do some for that cafeteria, man. I think mm-hmm. they, they they next they need to work on that uh, nutrition side, man. They I'm not. Only they still moving that fried chicken the way they was moving and they ain't tripping. Okay, okay. You know I mean, it might not have been big, but what they was doing behind the scenes. <laughs> I think they, they did do a lot of different stuff with the cafeteria. I don't know when the last time y'all actually was on Wood Forest Campus, but they got a lot of good um new things coming. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can speak on it. Uh, one of their contracts that they're working on is getting a, one of the big food chains. I was hoping that it was a Chick-fil-A, but it's not. So, you know. Anyway. What <laughs> they need to really fuck with? Like, and I and I and I hate that. So you know, um, Central State, you, they ended up having Magic Johnson come out there, and they, you know, he got Seduxo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, not not like it's like, you know, no big chain, big anything like that, but that's an opportunity right there just to have a partnership. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I, 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 it'd be hard for me when I be seeing it, they don't really have nobody that use their contacts for strategic partnership at Wilberforce like that. Like, it's always like, you know, oh, we got to get it from the alumni or we got to get it from here. And then I know Niaja was doing a phenomenal job at bringing people around and doing certain things. But, you know, that, you know, that that move, she moved on to do some other things. So it's hard to do it by herself. That's tough. Yeah. But, but even it's, it's her, hard to, even to be her, at an HBCU. What'd you say? Even with her, she was bringing so much stuff, but she would get pushed back for them, you know, in which, again, the biggest thing with the Wilberforce and also because being a part of the AME Turks and stuff like there that, they have to go through that whole process of getting approved through them. And they don't want anybody that's not a part of the AME Church, which um, for, I'm not going to say it's it's kind of old. They stuck in their ways a little bit. And I think, yeah. like I said, they got to realize, like, like, for instance, I was hearing, like, this is something that she had, we had talked about. Somebody was trying to donate um, and like Bitcoin, you know, they want to uh, open up talking about, you know, talking about the coins and stuff like that. And they was like, nah, we ain't rock with that. And it's like, but that's the 24, you know, the 24, that's, you know, investments and stuff like that. But that's hitting it here or there, you know, we'll definitely have more woo topics going forward because that's all our alma mater. We want to see it grow. I definitely don't want to see it close. And, you know, hopefully it oh, will. It's not closing, baby. That's what we're not going to do. But y'all, thank y'all so much for, you know, this is the first episode of hopefully many. Like I said, hopefully we're going to have these going, going out on Monday so y'all can have all week to listen to everybody. And uh, like I said, we still going to have a lot of other stuff going through and, you know, what you'll see and you'll follow us through. So, Key, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that warmest touch. Um, again, my name is Corey, Corey the Prince. You know, Lonnie, uh, you got anything to say to the people for last? Got a little Jace over there. <laughs> This little bad ass about to go to sleep. <laughs> well, man, everybody have a best, a great, safe weekend. Corey, make sure you take care of yourself. Get your health together, man. Make sure, you know, you call me if you need me. We dealing with uh, kind of the same issues. So if you ever need somebody to talk to, cry to, whatever it is, you know, I'm here for you, my brother. Okay. Make sure you give fucking Texas hell. I'll be out there for that Dallas game. Me, my uncle, and my cousin coming out there for the Dallas game. And yeah, pull this, up, man. You do. You make sure you keep in your permission slip sign before you do anything. Lakita talk about. Lakita talk about. She, she trying to come to Charlotte. She need a permission slip. I ain't know. Unless, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's Lonnie talking. Sure. How Lonnie talk? Okay, you already know that's Lonnie. 
Um, oh, I'm, about to, I'm about to cut my phone off because I know she's about to call me. I'm about to blow your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> take podcast. We back. Thank y'all. Peace. 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 All right, good looking, y'all. About to watch the football.